What's going on, everybody? It's Luigi here with the Rest of Your Perception podcast. My guest today is a guy that's a good buddy of mine. He, we train at the same gym, Atomic Training and Performance, and uh, he inspires me as an individual and as an athlete. And he's got a cool story, so we're going to talk to him. His name is Alex Motherfucking Winkler. <laughs> What's up, Baba? <laughs> What's up, Luigi, Vinny? Good Vin- to see Luigi. you, <laughs> So, you don't have Marv here today, but no. it's cool. We're going to have a good time. So, how was your workout? Oh, it was it was tough. Your wife uh, brutally murdered all, all of us. <laughs> she, uh, she said, oh, yeah, you can try and get four rounds. I think you can get four rounds. And so, we all said, we're going to try three. And if we get enough time for four, we'll do a fourth. And everyone was dead like nobody even had anything close to four left really yeah so it was it was a tough one I was shaking afterwards Mario was shaking afterwards you know Ben was shaking afterwards but he injured himself anyway he injured himself doing what uh, he tried to he tried to do something without stretching so you always gotta stretch first no not, stretch not, after I'm sorry not warm up he wasn't <laughs> warmed up and he uh he tried, he tried to do some ninja stuff without warming up and uh pulled his shoulder and you know really yeah what a dumb fuck yeah pretty much <laughs> Nah, but we're all dumb fucks. We I are. hurt myself the other day doing something. What did I do? I tried warming up on the on the ascending rings. Oh yeah, that's what, he, that's, that's what he did. Not warming up, but I went to demonstrate it for the ninja class, and I ended up. I grabbed the ring, but then I I slipped off. And, oh. I, and, I, and I didn't hurt my. I, I thought I jacked up my wrist that night. And I told Casey I'm messed up. And then the next morning, I was fine, so I got lucky. But yeah. I was like, I'm never doing that again. Because I know people are like, oh, demonstrate it. <laughs> if I'm cold, I can't demo, man. It's not good. Yeah. It's a bad thing. And a lot of us make that mistake, unfortunately. Yeah. So, what got you into working out? Because I met you, shit, four years ago, was it? Three years ago? I met you at, a bridge, at one of our bridge runs, right? You actually met me earlier, but you don't remember. When was this? I think it was you. Um, it was at a, um, a Spartan SGX workout that Casey was running in a Sports Authority parking lot. Yeah, okay. And you were there. With my cousin and my friend yeah. Brian. Yeah. yeah. And you were there, and Casey referred to you for all the stretching stuff. Uh-huh. And she's like, all right, Luigi's going to lead the stretch. Really? At the end. And I, and I remember, like, all right, well, I, I guess that they're friends or something. <laughs> and then you went, went and married her. So, you know, I think you did pretty good there. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, it was like a thousand people. Not a thousand. Like yeah, it was people, a lot. So you're not going to remember everyone you made. It was the first, I think it was like the third time I met Casey or something. So Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, but then we ended up meeting for real, like, you know, we're at a point where you'd remember me at the better bridge run. That's, I remember when I met you, yeah. <laughs> that I remember specifically. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. How much were you weighing then? Was this the beginning, or you already lost the weight? I already lost the weight at that point. So, um, so what got you into training, and what made you make the change? Well, so to give everyone an idea, I'm six three, maybe six two. I, I don't really know because I've always, for all my life, I've been six three, and now recently I'm measuring myself, and I'm like six two barely. So, <laughs> I don't. And I, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tell you what I think that might be, and y'all are gonna laugh, but um, I was three hundred and twenty pounds, uh-huh. so uh, at my at my absolute worst. So um, I, I moved to Kansas City um, for work, and um, I, I was employed for maybe two months. I'm still in the training program, and um, my wife, Zita, and I were sitting there for dinner, and um, I, said, I said, I don't know, I don't feel so good. My, my chest hurts, and I got this pain in my arm. Oh, shit. So I, you know, I've, I, 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 I know, know heard the side effects of a heart attack, and I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. 
So I went to the, the ED um, or, or emergency room. I, I work in healthcare, so I say things that, that we do in the industry. ED, emergency department, same difference. Um, so I went to the, we went to the ED, and um, they took my blood pressure, and it was like 210 over like 120 or something like that, uh-huh. which is pretty bad. Yeah, it's high. You know, your top range is like 140 over 80. You know, average range is 120 mm-hmm. over 70, so it was pretty high. And I thought I was, I thought I was going to die. So at that point, I knew I had to do something, you know. So I tried stuff for the for the next um, year, I'd say maybe a year and a half, and with varying degrees of success, you know, I kind of would lose some weight, put it back on, lose some weight, put it back on, and, you know, nothing ever really stuck. So um, I I actually, um, it was at my 20, was my 29th birthday, maybe 30th birthday, I don't know. And um, my wife and I had... Uh, we were at home and we had Netflix and we, and we were just watching stuff and we saw this documentary called Forks Over Knives and we said alright well let, 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 let's you know let's just we don't we had no idea what it was about you yeah. know and uh, we, we, we watched it and you know the whole point of the documentary is about um, not vegan necessarily but a plant based diet and um, we decided you know hey let's try it 30 days felt great lost weight so we stuck with it. I stuck with that diet for three years. I had a lot of success with it. I got down to, to 190 pounds. 190 pounds in three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, in that time, I found fitness. From 325? Yeah. Well, 320. Um, maybe heavier. I don't know. I wasn't really weighing myself at one point, you know. Um, but I know that we lived downstairs because um, it was like you drive in and there's like a there's like a downstairs um, where the apartment was and that was ground level. Gotcha. And... Um, we going up the stairs to work. I would like you know run out of breath. <laughs> so this is without exercise. You lost all that weight. No, not not without exercise. So it started off um, mostly diet. Uh-huh. Um, and then as I started feeling better because I lost weight, um, my wife said, said when she got home from work, said, "Hey, what? How about we uh, we go for we, we go for a walk around the, the community we live in? There was a mile long trail that was there. So what that we went for a walk. So one walk, one lap. Uh, it started off as one lap walk, and we would walk and talk, and then um. So, you know, I'm going to start with a run. And, you know, that became a quarter-mile run. And after a couple of weeks, that became a half-mile run. And then at some point, I was running two, three miles around um, around that area before before we moved. Um, when we moved down here, I was we moved back from Kansas City. Um, I um, was around, around 240. I didn't really exercise, you know, right after the move. But when I got back into it and um, got down to 190. And, you know, mostly with running and... Some beach body workouts, you know, Insanity, P90X, so mm-hmm. mostly Insanity because of the high cardio, but yeah. um, that's really that's really what got me down to my lightest, um, and then at one point I was going to Orange Theory mm-hmm. on, on Saturdays only, but I was still doing the Insanity stuff during, you know, Monday through Friday. Gotcha. And that's, that's basically, so that health scare is what triggered it for you to lose weight, and you found this, just happened to find this documentary, and you lost the weight. Yeah, and then you started walking, then running. Exactly, and, really I, shit. and I had tried. It, so my brother had had done insanity and lost a ton of weight, and he was looking really. He's not he's not a fat guy or anything. He, but you know, you know, he's a guy. You know, have a, a few extra pounds. He doesn't yeah. work out regularly, and he was he was doing great. And, I, and you know, me being being an asshole, and yeah. I said, to my, if this guy can do it, I can do it. I may be a fat <laughs> fuck, but fuck him. So I, you know, I start doing it. I ended up hurting my back, and I. Um, Really badly to the point where I had to get cortisone shots. When was this? Uh, that was wow. It must have been 2011. Um, so in 20, 2011, 2012, before I moved back here, and um, 
you know, I was in pretty bad shape, and it, it was, you know, it, it was a risk, but, you know, I, I knew that I could be successful with it, and, um, you know, they told me I can't do all the jumping, all the plyometrics, so I, I actually tried to do it again. With an injured back? Well, once my back had healed up, okay. but I, I had modified it, so I wouldn't do the jumps. I okay. You know, I wouldn't, I would, but then I did a second round, and I found that I could do little jumps, you know, and it was, it was baby steps. I just, you know, I wanted to see what my limit was. You know, and um, every time I pushed that limit a little further, you know, between running and doing insanity and, you know, whatever I was doing to get myself in better shape. Gotcha. And when did you stumble upon, I mean, racing, obstacle course racing, whether triathlon, whatever, what was your first one? What got you going? What gave you the bug? Yeah, so um, I I had actually in college been a huge fan of uh, the original Ninja Warrior. Um, Sasuke, Sasuke yeah, yeah, right? G4, mm-hmm. but they called it Ninja Warrior. And I saw that that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It was a really cool show. Yeah, I, I thought, I, I like, I, and I would fantasize about being on that show, even, even though cool. I was a fat fuck. You know? <laughs> but I, it was I, such a badass show it when was. they did it back then. It was incredible. It was so amazing. And I'm like, you know, I, I, you know, I, this would be amazing. So um, one of my friends, Tony, um, I want to I want to say around 2013, he, I started seeing him post it on Facebook. He would post like him going to Tough Mudder and you know other obstacle course events, and I'm and I'm Which like Tony was he, he was in Florida. Oh yeah, because you guys. Well, he still lives. No, here. He still lives. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So, gotcha. So um, when I moved back, you know, I started seeing him put out Facebook. You know, him, him going to Tough Mudder and him doing all this stuff, and I was like, Oh my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I've I've, I've used to watch Ninja War. It, I'm actually in kind of in shape. Maybe I could do so, you know like, like where is this? So, so where were you? This is when you dropped all the way. This is after the back injury. Yeah, you so, already healed up. So the back injury had mostly healed, Mo- uh-huh. and I say mostly because I I, I did re stumble upon it later on. Was it specific injury, or are you gonna just tweaked it and you worked with it from there? No, I I, I still have, and I'm always gonna have these two herniated discs. Uh, herniated discs. Um, that's what it is. Yeah, L4, L5, and L5 S1. Gotcha. Um, and there there's three levels of herniation. Um, I had the most extreme, which I think is extrusion. Do not quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, I had to get cortisone shots to shrink the discs. So um, I'm always going to have those, and you know, I I, I did ha- I did when I started lifting weights um, later on. I'm, we can get we'll get to this down. Uh-huh. But um, I started doing deadlifts, and my form was terrible, oh, and I screwed my back up yeah, for like it. two months. I couldn't lift, so um, I had to f- learn proper form. And I think Luigi will tell you. I mean, I probably have some of the best deadlift, deadlift form at the gym. Not to brag. Too He's much. bragging. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got good. You got good form, yeah. definitely. Because they always had me demo deadlift at the gym, and you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, damn, that form is perfect," you know. And that's part of it because I had to really, I really strengthened my back, and I don't struggle with it at all anymore. That's good, man. Yeah. So going so, back, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got so um, I he told me about Tough Mudder, and you know, he he told me that he's going to be doing one. This was I want to say December, maybe November. Um. Uh, he no, it is yeah. He, the December no. He, so he told me that he's going to be doing a uh, a tough mudder, and I should sign up. And I said, all right, well that, that that sounds cool. So this is April of what year? Of Do you remember? 20, well, this this December of twenty thirteen. So it would have been April thirteen. Okay, maybe it might have been earlier in December. It might have been like October. I, you know, um, so around that time, I told my friends about it, um, and a buddy of mine had told me, hey, you know, there's a Warrior Dash, and there's a oh yes, yeah, so it was a Black Friday sale. 
So it had to be October or something. There's a there's a Black Friday sale on this Warrior Dash. If you want to do that, I'll, I'll drive up with you. That's what I heard about first. I heard about Warrior Dash first. That was my first ever yeah. OCR that I've ever like, heard about. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's, you know, and um, so we, I said, yeah, let's do it, you know. So um, it's kind of funny because he did a lot more just road running than me. But mm-hmm. I, you know, we got to that event and I just freaking went off. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really, I wasn't really running at that this point. Warrior Dash? Yeah, Warrior Dash. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm did not... Did you dress I, up? Did you wear like a Viking helmet? No, I had a black shirt and red, and red oh, okay. pants, red shorts. And uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what you were supposed to do. I just, you know, I just knew that I was there to play on obstacles and have uh-huh. a great time. So I, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to shit on Warrior Dash at all. I mean, it, I had a lot of fun, but I knew that there was something better. They're not around anymore, are no, they? No, they are. They are. I remember they were pretty badass. They had, like, a Warrior Dash World Championship at one point, and now what happened with that? Well, it's from... from I don't keep up with them too much, okay. but they're, every time I've looked at them, it's, like, more fun stuff. Now and their, their obstacles look like a ton of fun. They really do. Like, okay. Like, they have some really creative, fun-looking obstacles, but at the same time, you know, it's us being down here in Fort Lauderdale, I'm not going to drive three hours and get a hotel for, you know, a bunch of fun obstacles. Yeah, you want to compete. You want to test yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I had a lot of fun of there and, you know, and, and they have a great product, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more oriented towards that person who's looking to have a mud run and get, get muddy and have fun. Yeah. And not towards that person who really wants to break themselves. (laughs) Yeah. I gotcha. So, um, yeah, so I, um, did that, had a, blast. I knew there was more. I looked up immediately when I went online, like, oh my god, I gotta find more of these, you know. I found Savage Race, and anyone who's talked to me knows I'm... I, I, I love Savage Race. I lo- they're the best. Yeah. The best. And, um... That Savage was, Race is an obstacle course race. Yeah, sorry. It's, no, it's um, okay. They're, they're, and they're, they're, their um, obstacles are just creative, but they're fun and also competitive. And it's a six-mile course, so it's a perfect distance. Six to seven miles, I should say. And, um... And I went there, and I'm like, "This is it! Like, this is what I'm doing." And and that 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 was that was the bug. <laughs> so that's the, so basically, you got into OCR because you saw Tony posting some stuff about tough mutter, and then yeah. you did the Warrior Dash, and then from the Warrior Dash, you found out about Savage Race. So Savage Race was your next race. Wasn't even Spartan. No, it wasn't Spartan. Um, well, Spartan at that time, actually, it's funny. They did come down here. But he was doing Tough Mudder, and I'm like, I'm going to do what you're doing. I kind of gotcha. wish I'd gone to Spartan. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it was local, and, you know, um, like, they were down, down here at Alita Park, which, from where I live... That was a super? The Spartan yeah, was super. super. That was, like, their first one here? I think it was their second. That was awesome. And they'd never been back there, which is... No. Yeah. They kicked them out. Yeah. And so that's why I wish I would have gone. Alita and... didn't fuck around. <laughs> Those people, no. they trashed the place. Of course. Like... Yeah, Spartans, obstacle course runners are assholes. Yeah, like straight up. Like, no, I mean, like they, they're like they tell you at the beginning, don't litter. What do people do? Like, throw their mustard on the ground. You know? I mean, yeah, it's, that's annoying. I don't like that. It crap. is, and it's it, they're beautiful parks, beautiful preservations. You don't need to throw your goose and mustard. Put in your tights. Yeah, exactly. So, you did tough mutter that that was the same weekend that that it was that the uh, the the super was. That was my first Spartan race. Yeah, and yeah, that was pretty awesome. Everyone tells me how awesome it was. Yeah. A lot of people did it too. Yeah, so many people did that fucking race. Yeah, people that didn't even do obstacle course racing, people that never trained in that type of anything. Like, yeah, everybody did that race. Guys that I talk to now, that years ago. Yeah, I still see shirts from it. Yeah, right. Yeah, 2014 Spartan race. 
So, from, uh, so then when you did, oh, excuse me, oh man, yeah, we're sitting out here on my patio, so I'm getting relaxed, <laughs> so I'm starting to yawn, but the, uh, so when you did the, the Tough mutter, how did that go? It went good, and, you know, Tough mutter wasn't my, the favorite thing I've ever done, um, I've heard you have to leave Florida to get the best Tough Mudder experience. Really? Um, and, you know, the, my, my issue with that particular race was that a lot of it was a mud pit. You know, they would, like, put a hose out there, spray some mud, and be like, all right, this is swamp stomping, you know. this is. But that's not even, it. that's still not even a competitive race. That's like. No, exactly. That's probably what it was missing. But I like the fact that it was 10 miles. And so that, it was tough. You still have to dig. Yeah, and I, and I struggled around eight miles, you know, I was starting to really, my calves cramped, you know, and, and, um, you know, so I knew that I hit a wall and I wanted to get over that wall. So, you know, that was, while it wasn't my favorite race, it was definitely feeding the addiction. Yeah. And it wanted you, made you choose to get better. Exactly. It's either you don't do it again or you get better and (laughs) do more of them. And that's what you did. So, so then going on from there, this is when you were doing, you were training, with Orange Theory, and you were doing Insanity at home. Yeah. Were you running at all? Um, a little bit. Um, I would run up, so I, where I live now, um, I have a park nearby, and if I run from my house through the park back to my house, it's a, it's like three point, like two miles. So it's pretty close to a 5K. So I was doing that three times a week, um, before a race, but I wasn't running regularly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So before a race, like leading up to it, how how far in advance were you doing it? Like two months, I probably I probably do that. You it's know? not bad. No. And you managed to keep the weight down the whole time since you lived in Kansas City. Since you were three twenty, you kept it yeah. below two. I would say what two thirty. Yeah, well, I'm about two twenty right now, two twenty five uh, right now. I am a little heavier. Heavy, heaviest ultra marathon runner. We're gonna get into ultra marathon running, but I. He's he's definitely the heaviest ultra marathon runner <laughs> by far. But yeah, so so then from there you did your tough mutter and then next one, what do you got? So next one was Battlefrog. Battlefrog. Yeah. Okay, this was the first one in Miami. First one in Miami, which was still one of my favorite races they'd ever done to this day. Yeah. Um, and were you training with a with with ATP then? Well uh, ATP wasn't around yet. It wasn't around yet. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Casey was with EATA, uh-huh. and I wasn't really with them, um, not for just because they mostly trained in Miami. You know, gotcha. I'm, I'm a Broward person now, even though I grew up in Miami. Uh-huh. I have a 305 cell phone, <laughs> which is the area code. Um, yeah, all the Miami people are proud to have that area code because yeah. a lot of them have 786. Exactly. Now. So just to let so I'm an OG. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's what they always say. I'm 305. Yeah. Well, now the 954s are, are going out. So, really? Yeah. What is what is it now? Uh, 754. So if you get a new cell phone in Broward, it's seven five four. Oh, that's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That's, okay. Now I know how you three hundred five people feel. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm five six one though. Just yeah, I don't think I'm, they've I'm had my cell phone. I'm five six one. I don't think they've had enough overpopulation to get a second area code yet. But <laughs> so um, yeah, it was the first one. It was the first one. It was like the, one of their like first events too, and it, it was it was so much fun. Like they had a swimming. They had a swimming in Biscayne Bay. I don't know about the ocean or Biscayne Bay, but they had a swimming in there and going. They had an obstacle in there. It was, it was just so well, well done. And I did actually did that with the Orange Theory gym. Oh really? Yeah. EATA was there. I think Casey was with them. Yeah. And uh, 
And um, yes, and I and I had I had met Casey at a couple of other trainings she did. Like I think there was one in in uh, Plantation Central Park that she did. Yeah, because she would do she would do Spartan trainings, and she teamed up with the ATA, and she would bring her people there and do the trail running with yeah. them. And they would do. Oh, we big, should mention they're, so they're a group who were, used to do like obstacle course training, and they kind of dismantled and felt you know there's, there's a lot of weird like workout groups around here, and they were one of them. But they they were good though. Oh yeah, the ATA they were was great. great. They they ran a good solid program. Uh, the trail running was awesome. Every we would go down there on Saturdays to Miami and go run with them, and they were like the first team down here for yeah. obstacle course racing. Casey was always doing her thing, and then eventually contacted. Uh, Danny at the time was the head of it, and she started training, collaborating with them, and it was they were really good trainings, man. I'm, that's when I started yeah. training with Casey when we started training with them, and they were all great people. Like they would, you'd be at an event. Um, I remember one there was a they always had a presence, a yeah, presence. It was Armageddon ambush, and um, they had like this warped wall type thing, and like nobody could get up because I don't think there were ropes. Uh-huh. And you, they they finished your race hours ago, and they'd be up on that thing helping people get up. Yeah, yeah. And it was just such a cool community. Like you know, if you, obstacle course racing has a community like I've never seen. You know, I've, I run marathons, and people yeah, are all they're a lot themselves. different. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's I've a lot I've, different. I've gotten in triathlons lately, and. You know, people are kind of mean to you. You know, they're not. There's not. That, there's not that camaraderie. Like, yeah, we got this. It's like, no. get out of my way. I'm. 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 I'm oh know. yeah. Even in the non-competitive waves, and, and it's, even it's 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 tough to say because even in some ultra events, ultra people are usually pretty cool with each other. Yeah. But there was I I went I've been to one, the 360, which there was you know the some video. people were dicks over yeah. there. Yeah. For some reason, but all the other ones, you know, I guess it depends who's running it. Yeah, I think it does. It's that's what it depends on. Yeah, because when you got DTR running it, you know it's fucking awesome. They're they're Just amazing. Saying. That's they, another that's another ultra event. <laughs> but they but whatever we'll get into them later. But they're awesome. But yeah, so yeah, I can see what you're saying about marathons, and it's not the same as an obstacle course race. No, where it's people are trying to help you out. And, I mean, at least at least in the open waves, you know, if if you you're listening to this and you never run an obstacle course race and you go sign up for Elite Wave, I mean, don't expect people to be friendly to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a competitive wave. They're, they're trying to win money at that point, you know. Yeah. But if you sign up for an open wave, you're going to see that like everyone there they want you to succeed, you know. Yeah. Like, like I've I've been to events and there's someone who, um, who was like really struggling and they get to they get to the, the multi rig which is like rings and you know pipes different that you holes, have to traverse yeah. across the and different holes and. And they're breathing, and, and there'll be a crowd. They'll just cheer this person on and get them up. And you know, when they finish, like everyone goes ballistic. Yeah. You know, um, um, I had it happen to me in Vermont actually, because I, I came off that mountain and I was dead. And one of the last obstacles was a rig, and Oof. I mean, everybody just brought me up and like yeah. cheered me on. It's it's just a community that is amazing. Yeah. No, it really is, and that was the whole thing. When I mean, Spartan wasn't the first one, but it definitely is the best and the leading one. Yeah. In obstacle course racing and. The owner of it, Joe DeSena, actually said that was his whole thing was to rip people off their couch and help them overcome obstacles. Yeah. That was the whole thing, and that's the concept behind it. So that guy created something huge. And it's it's great because you know they they they've got so many people at this point that if you want a competitive, if you want an elite wave, like you sign up for elite, but if you just want to be competitive, you know, and just test yourself, you can go to age group, um, which you know people are a little more friendly. They're not. They're not. They're not open way friendly, but you know, everybody wants to see you do good. You know, yeah. like someone someone will pass you who maybe been following you, and 
and they'll say, "Hey, great job, buddy. Keep it up. I've been pacing you this whole time." You know. Yeah, or, yeah. Or you'll you'll pass someone on the bucket carry, and they'll say something like, "Oh, you you know, you know, keep it up, man. Keep good going." You know. Yeah. It's very encouraging, e- even in those competitive situations. And if if you ever watch a Spartan race show, like Rucker, stop. We got his dog coming all over us. Yeah, now. <laughs> Rucker's um, coming in the mix. <laughs> but we got you know like. When they finish the elite waves, like all the the, the the pro athletes, like they're all giving each other hugs and high fives, and you know, yeah, it's it's it's. A, I think it's. I don't know if the community exists elsewhere, but from what I've seen, it's really amazing. Well, it's tough to find in a running and cycling community, I would say. Like, yeah, something like that, because cycling, I don't think anybody gives a shit about each other. No, <laughs> you know? no. <laughs> At least from what I've experienced. Maybe I'm wrong. Cyclists, you know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Comments below. And, Wait, and, what? And mar- yeah, right. And marathon running gets a little bit different. Even though I love all, all the athletics, all the sports, you know, just different people, different personalities. Um, but now uh, getting into ultra marathons because mm-hmm. this is this is a uh, a turn a, a big part of my life, your life, and um, a couple of our buddies. So what? got you into that and what was your first one well we can include Spartan as an ultra marathon absolutely okay just with obstacles yeah yeah so so um hmm, how do how do I start this one um well so without trying to sound I'm not trying to sound mean when I say this but I've always you know since I did that tough motor where I got to 10 miles and you know that kind of beat me up you know I've always been interested in, in doing things that I felt like you couldn't just show up for it. You know, like, you can just show up for a 5K and walk it. And if that's what you're doing, like, like, hey, everyone starts somewhere. I started walking one mile, and that was, like, death for me. So anyone who's showing up is, is good. But I've always been attracted to these things that I felt like, like, you could do them, but you have to do more than just show up, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you can't just, oh, I've, I've never run a day in my life, but I'm going to sign up for this, you know, marathon and I'm going to finish so I wanted to get to that point where I could complete those events yeah and complete them strong so um it started when, when my friend Tony at one, at one point I was consulting and uh, I missed well, I didn't miss a flight the flight was cancelled and I'm in a hotel room and he texts me and says hey you want to go to Vermont <laughs> really yeah and, and this was when you were at ATP already um let's see this was 2015 so I don't think ATP was a thing yet no we opened in 2016. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, we started doing the bridge runs and stuff. No, you did the bridge runs in 2016, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So it's 2015. ATP wasn't around yet. Okay. Uh, I, I, again, I met Casey at other events. She had done a bunch of team up events that I met her at, and like I, I actually introduced her to myself to her at one of the events. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." Uh huh. <laughs> so, um, she she seen me around. Um, so we we went to that event, and it took me almost 10 hours to finish it's a, it was a Spartan Beast in Killington Vermont it's like they're, oh this is the Beast okay yeah just the Beast and um, it, it destroyed me I mean like and the Beast is what how many miles a Beast is uh, 13 to 15 miles but when you add a mountain into it and you add a mountain like Mount Killington which has absolutely insane inclines, inclines and declines like there's a section of, of the course that I'm, of that course that has a 44% incline yeah you know Killington and and that's the world championship race in Spartan. If people no, don't it's in know. Tahoe now. Oh, but at the time it wasn't. Yeah, Killington. at the time, at the time. And that was the hardest beast of the year by far. Yeah, every everybody would say it. 
every year yeah. that that Spartan beast and Ultra Beast that was there in Vermont was the killer. Yeah. Everybody knows it. So, so we, anyway, go Yeah, ahead. so we did that. I mean, that, that destroyed us. Um, the next year, I went and did the Beast again, and it absolutely wrecked me. <laughs> I, and that was at ATP at this point. But I I'd also... that So that year, the 2016, I had suffered a meniscus tear. Uh-huh. And um, I had to get surgery for it. And, I mean, that race... I, I crossed the finish line, and, I, and I, I was in tears. I mean, because it broke me. It... And I actually put on Facebook, like, I think I'm never coming back here. This is this is too much, you know. I, I just, I can't, like, it, it, it... I remember that. Yeah, it really broke me. Like, it, it I had some demons up there that came and then, out. You ended up going back two more times. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you, like, that. I, I actually think that race saved my marriage in no. 2016. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, not I mean, not that my marriage was, like, falling apart or anything like that, but my wife and I had had, had a couple fights at that point, and I remember that um, I... While on that course, you know, like that, that was a because that was the first time I was really on a tough course by myself. Yeah. Every time I'd run with Tony or Eric, Roman, um, one other friend of ours, you know, and, and I'd always had someone with me. And this time I was by myself, and like every demon that I had just came out. And like I realized what I was doing wrong in my marriage, what, what fights I was causing, you know, like when I was not being supportive. So like I, I crossed that finish line in tears. I mean, wow. I, I can go into more detail of it if you want. Wow. Um, but it really, that, that really changed me. It's and, amazing. Um, yeah, it is. What a fucking long, painful endurance event will do to somebody. It will. So our friend Tony um, didn't come to that event. Positive. Anyway. Yeah. He could do a lot of positive. But anyway, so go ahead. Our friend Tony didn't come to that event, and uh, he put on Facebook shortly after that he wants to do an Ultra Beast, which okay. is two laps of the Beast. Um, and it's two laps of the Beast, um, and now an Ultra has a little bit extra, because they want it to make him to make it 30 miles even though it still doesn't always get 30 before miles. you go on to that yeah. I want to go back because you said you got a lot you ha- you don't have to say the demons that no, came no, out no no it's fine I'm, but I want cuz I think people can relate to what you're saying and I think if people ever need to feel that like like a uh, clarity or a cleanse or or gets or, or think about something and get an answer to do an endurance event but train for it properly yeah. you do find yourself you know, a lot of good things come about it. You grow during the event. So, tell everybody what happened. Yeah. So I would love to hear it, too. I tell every... First of all, I tell everybody this who I talk to. Because everyone says to me, you know, you're crazy. Why are you going to run a marathon? Uh-huh. I tell them, you should run a marathon. Yeah. Um, especially if I... Cause Train if, for it, though, everybody. If, if you can run a half marathon... And, I, and I'm talking to people who do run a half marathon. They feel like, like, like shit afterwards, but they can still do it. That means you can, you can train and run a marathon. You can. It's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt, but you can. So I, and I tell everyone this because you're gonna go through the same thing at some point. And what it was is that for me, I was alone. Um, and the the way the Spartan course works is, and they've been doing the same format now for I think I think they've done it for the last three years, maybe four. You go up a mountain, you go down a mountain, um, you go up a mountain, and then you come down a mountain, and then you have to go up what's called the Death March. And that's a one and a quarter mile hike up Mount Killington with an average incline of, I think, 29% or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it hurts, you know. you it just, it just hurts. So, as I mentioned, I had the meniscus tear. I couldn't train as much as I wanted to leading up to this beast. And, you know, um, I had only done the second mountain at that point, And I could hear the... Fe- Spartan loves to bring you back to the festival so you think you're hitting the finish line and then send you back out. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and I'm like, I'm done. And I, I saw my wife, and, you know, we weren't fighting at the time or anything, but 
Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I'm done. And she looks at me and goes, no, Alex, you, you, you got to go back up. <laughs> oh, man. You got to go back up. And I'm like, what? So during that, that death march, I mean, not only did everything just hurt. I mean, like my, my, my quads, my calves, my groin, it just hurt. You know, for the first time ever doing an event, I felt that I wanted to quit. I felt that. I had to quit. There's no, I can't do this. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, like I just, I felt that I wasn't able to, and I wasn't good enough. And through that feeling, I started saying, "No, you, you, you are good enough." You know, and I started thinking about my marriage, and I started thinking about how if I can, if I can tough this out, I can tough out my marriage. I can figure out what we're, what I'm doing wrong, and I can figure out why. We're not getting along. Why? And I should. I don't want to say we're not getting along because again, we at the time we were, but we were just having a lot of sporadic fights, maybe once a month, and it last two, three days, you know. Um, and you know, and I realized in certain ways I wasn't there for her, and for certain ways I wasn't being supportive. I was kind of absent and in my, involved in my own thing, and you know, because um, you have to, you just you start confronting it when you're when you're you you just feel like you can't, and that feeling of I can't do this, I've hit, I've hit the limit just kind of brought me to that place and um you know that's so like I remember I, I got to the top of the K1 and you have to go back down because you know what, what goes up has to come down yeah. <laughs> and I remember that um I saw my my wife and I was still kind of going through all this and um just the fact that at that point I just wanted to quit I couldn't even look at her you know she's just like come on Alex you got this and you know I, I'm, I'm a total nerd and I used to dress up as Captain America at these, at these races so I got my Captain America shirt on and my blue tights and my red my red you know uh, socks compression socks and and she's like come on you got this and I'm like sitting there like crying like, I, I just can't look at, I, I couldn't look at her I couldn't look at her because I was so ashamed that I wanted to quit and that I was realizing just what an unsupportive asshole I'd been and you know so I'm sorry that's so funny the way you say it but so, that's great. We keep going. Yeah. So, um, and then I finished, and it, you know, it was like I, I cried, you know, because one, I, I wanted to quit, and I was ashamed of that, and I had to get over that shame over the next couple months. But two, because I realized, you know, how I'd been fucking up our marriage, and you know, I, I Eric was there, and he's like, oh, that's so beautiful. He finished. He didn't realize what else I was going through, so I, I had to take my wife aside and be like, Zita, I'm, I'm you know, I, I realized this, that, and the other, and this, that, and. And she started crying. <laughs> wow! And and you know, and, and we had a moment together, and it was um, it was very therapeutic in a way. And you know, I, I you know, I, I when I when we we do fight because all couples fight. I'm sure you fight with your wife. I never do. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up! I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone fights with the, with their significant other. You yeah, know, man. people. You know. People never see it at the gym, you know. And I don't, exactly. You know, they, they don't see it. No, and so anyone from the gym goes, "Yeah, we do fight," but you know, um, it it helped, and I think about that, you know, whenever things do get really rough between us. Dude, so. that's huge because it's crazy because like just a little, not a, like that's an extreme situation where obviously a little bit of physical fitness, a little bit of training, can do so much positive for somebody in in all aspects of their life. I mean. You went through it. That's a totally different experience, and I, I think everybody should go through something like that and suffer like that. Yeah, because it's you get so much positive out of it, and it's such a, a feeling of overcoming like adversity because you overcame like wanting to quit, you know. And that's 
when you know you didn't quit and you wanted to so bad, that's a really good feeling. That's it, a pretty it, awesome feeling. It is. And it's, you know... um, And essentially, it saved your marriage. I, that saved your fucking marriage. It I, could, I, think I mean, it, yeah. Probably, right? I mean, that's not a, it's not shameful no, thing it's to not, say. No, it's, it's not. It's a great thing to say. You know, because, I mean, yeah, we were definitely on a decline at that point. It's like, pretty we awesome. We weren't broke. We weren't about to break up, but I'd say if things continued as they were, you know, maybe six months later, we took, we might have been in a different spot. You know, and, um, yeah, it, that's why I say everybody should run a marathon. Everybody should run something that, that they're going to suffer through because – and do it alone. It doesn't have to be a marathon. No, it doesn't, <laughs> have, it doesn't have to be a marathon. I'm saying, like, like, look, if the most you've ever done is a 5K, try a half Mary, you know? Yeah. And – because you're you're gonna see like while you're suffering and everyone's going by like ha ha yeah look at me I'm going you know you're you're gonna um you're 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 gonna learn a lot about yourself you're gonna and you know and, and it, you know and you 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 learn pushing while you're pushing your body and your body's just telling you stop 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 and your or actually, let me rephrase it your brain is saying that not stop. your body your brain is saying stop 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 and and, and you know. That, that conscious voice that's saying no I, I can't stop once yeah. you overcome that you realize you can overcome anything you really can you know I don't have the extreme that people like Goggins do but but that's why we're working on it that's why we're working on it you know I, I, I'm doing the best I can and Luigi's dog is trying to hop a fence yeah <laughs> we don't have a studio yet so we're, we're winging this <laughs> we don't have the Joe Rogan set up so no yeah, cameras right. here one day <laughs> But no, it's yeah, man. I mean, like you said, like you don't have okay. You use David Goggins as an example, but um, but we're working on it. Yeah, and we're working every on it. every training that you do and every run that you do and every event that you do, you get better, you get better, you get better. And yeah. I've learned personally with running that the more, the longer I do it for, the more events that I do, the better I get, the faster yeah. I get. Because I was never fast, but like not not fast like that, like running. <laughs> 5Ks or whatnot, but man, I've gotten a lot better in just running these past years. The, the the tricky the trickiest thing, in my opinion, is figuring out what's grit and figuring out what's your really your body saying I'm broken. You need to stop. Yeah, and you got that's you just know. trial and error. It is. That's just and figuring it out on your own. The thing is, I from what I've experienced, the majority of people, and I'm not I'm not going to call any names for obvious reasons, but I mean the majority of people who I've experienced, they look at. It is a as a their body telling them you have to stop something is wrong, but it's not, and, and it's and it's not, and I, you know, there's a, you can't you can't say anything to them. No, you know, you know it's They'll fig- they have to figure it out. Right, now. exactly, and you know, and some people just don't want to get to this point. No, but which is understandable. Yeah, it's un- it's understandable, but it's it's so therapeutic, you know, and it's so it really is life changing. Once you can, and, and you know, and even even today, like. I will still go to some of those dark places and I'll, and I'll figure out like what I'm doing wrong, you know? And it just sucks that I have to go to that point to... And I, I shouldn't say figure out what I'm doing wrong, but like it's, it's just so introspective. And you can learn a lot about yourself. Like, man, I could be better at work if I just did, did this a little more. I could be right. better at, you know, better at my relationship. You know, I'm, I, I really, you know, I really should be doing this with my mom, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's so, true. You definitely... I agree with you 100 percent in that. Yeah. So, um, the ultra running thing came because Tony wanted to do that. Um, the ultra, ultra beast. beast, and we, you know, at the at the time, there were basically three locations in the U.S. to do an ultra. This is October at this point. New Jersey. Oop. Got it. New Jersey, which is in April. Hawaii, which um, 
too rich for my blood. Who the fuck's gonna go to Hawaii? Yeah, uh, and Ta- a, a Killington and Tahoe. Tahoe wasn't around then, was it? Yeah, Tahoe oh, was okay. around then. That was like their second year or, or third okay. year or something. So, um, you know, again, Tahoe's expensive. You know, and it's just it. Explain what Ultra Beast, what the Ultra Beast is. So yes. that's two laps of the Beast. Um, two. Well, at the time, it was two laps of the Beast, just two laps. Um, so they um. We, we signed up. And How we, many miles, though? It's, it's supposed to be 30. Um, sometimes we were like 28, 29. But, uh-huh. you know, I think when you do 28, 29, 30 miles with obstacles, like, who's counting at that point, you know? Yeah. So you you want me to go run another mile? I'll go run a mile. So you're doing an ultra marathon. They call it an ultra yeah. beast. They call it an ultra beast. Because you're going over 26.2 miles right. with obstacles. Right. In the mountains. In the mountains. And they only had mountains at the time. Now they have them in Dallas, which there's no mountains in Dallas. They have them in, in Carolina. There's no mountains in uh, mountains, but not... Mountain, mountain, yeah, it's not, not Killington, it's exactly. not Tahoe. You know, they have they have one in Ohio that I think is happening next weekend uh, at the time of this recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, and they're opening they're opening it up, which to me is is amazing. You know, because for example, if we could have done our first one not in a mountain, you know, I I might have gotten more in. in I would have gotten probably might have gotten into ultra running sooner. So. Because your first Ultra Beast was straight out the gate in a mountain, in, in, in the hardest course, in the hardest course ever that Spartan yeah, created, because of because of timing and because of a uh, cost, which averaged how many finishers? It's like twenty percent finish rate, twenty percent, thirty percent. I think the lowest they've had is twenty. I think the highest they've had is like forty, but they've never had over fifty yeah. percent. you know. And it's like now because Killington is so hard, it's it's becoming like a go to. Yeah, yeah, which is so, pretty cool. So I DNF that year. I only I made it 17 miles and I got caught by the course sweeper. The course sweeper is the guy who um, has to tell you you can't go. You well, miss the checkpoint. Right? He has to make sure that nobody is left on the course. Yeah. So he has to walk the entire course. Oh, he walks it. He walks it. Oh, he wow. well, he hikes it. Okay. You That's know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He he hikes the entire course and make sure that nobody is like passed out in one of the trail sections. You know? Or oh no, shit. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was really funny because he's the guy who designed the course. And oh, was it was it Norm? No, that guy, Norm at the time. Norm had okay. left it already. Okay. This is 2017. So I, I, I jumped forward a year. We've trained, you know, and I made it 17 miles. And um, it was funny because I made a friend who works at Spartan, and um, I did the first lap of the beast. And he says, "I said, look, I'm not going to make the cutoff. Like I knew where my body was, you know. I and it wasn't a matter that I couldn't continue. I knew that I didn't have the strength to with the speed to make the cutoff. Uh huh. He says, Alex, you got to go back out there." Uh-huh. And I said, I, I, he said, listen, I've been watching you train. I've been watching your training Facebook uh, updates on Facebook. You, you know, I'm not cutting your band. I will cut anybody else's band here, but not yours. I don't care if you're not going to make the cutoff. I'll cut it at the cutoff station. Oh yeah, get your ass out there. I'm like, thanks, Alan. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad he did because, you know, it was, it wasn't really about finishing at that point. It was about doing what I could. Yeah. And going till the very end and not giving up. And yeah, that's a that's a huge thing. Yeah, so I um I went out there. I saw Woody. First thing I said when I saw it was, I said, "Oh, you're Woody? <laughs> Fuck you, Woody!" <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, "Fuck me! Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I yeah. didn't know this. So so we had a good laugh, and he took us through. And he said, "Listen, if you want to stop with any volunteer stations, they'll come in a truck and pick you up." I said, "You know what? Now I want to go to the cutoff station." So, you know, I, I say that I made that race 17 miles until I got picked up, um, which ended at mile 20 or I think 22 for me. I think No, the mile 20 because 20 was where the cutoff point was. Uh-huh. 
So that year, six of us went, and Eric um, Roman is is the only one who finished. Yeah. So we, of course now I have a vendetta. I have a course that I I have a course that I found that I can't finish, <laughs> and you know it, I I got to finish it at this point. So I went home. I signed up for the Miami Marathon. I never run a marathon in my life before. Um, I signed up for the Jersey Ultra, and you know I'm like, well, I told I, like I'm just signing up for things, and I, I think Zeta's looking at me at this point like, I guess we're not going on vacation anytime soon, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so you know, but I, I you know she was supportive actually. You know Zeta, um, you know I'm gonna jump a little bit, but B- Battle Frog before they went out of business, they did something called BFX 24. Yeah, and um. I had done a couple BFX and never made a marathon distance at BFX, but um, I had, I still gotten like 20 miles in one, you know, and oh, I, was really? pretty, I was pretty proud of that. And when they announced the 24, um, I was, it was $400, you know, and it, it's not like I had the money at the time, but I figured I could put it on credit card, I could slowly, which I, which I did, you know, I'm responsible with my credit, I have good credit. And, um, you know, I don't want anyone thinking this, this dumbass. It's just, so all you mortgage yeah. lenders out there. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> So, you know, but she said, no, you know, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. We'll, we'll, we'll be frugal for a couple months, you know. So she's super supportive. She's at every event, you know, cheering me on. She'll wait hours for me in Vermont, you know. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. But um, she, uh, she's like, yeah, if you, you know, yeah, let's do this, you know. I'll, I'll be your pit crew, you know, we'll do 24 hours. Yeah, let's do it. And then I tear my meniscus. But <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, I, you know, I've been, I've been, I was trying for a while to get into that long, time on your feet type thing and um but yeah so I, I, I you know so she's super supportive so I signed up for the for the Miami Marathon I signed up for the, for the Jersey Ultra um and um and Killington again you know so I pretty much blew my budget that that year the next year I, I, I completed Jersey which I mean oh yeah get it tell me about that yeah well completed that Jersey that was your first official ultra marathon finish yeah ultra marathon awesome. finish um, I, I, I finished it, um, you know, and I, I was in tears, you know, for joy because I, I had a, I had a rough year. That, that was 2018. I had a really rough year last year. My, my dad passed. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I finished it and I had a lot of anger issues. And yeah, a, little, a lot of anger when that happened. So when he, you know, when I was running, you know, they started thundering and lightning and they were saying they were going to close the course and <laughs> Yeah, I was so determined to finish this damn thing. I was about to run through through lightning. I did not care. Yeah, you know. So I finished, and like after all that, like I I was just kind of broke down a little bit. Yeah, um, of course. Because again, you know, I mean, it, it sounds. I know that crying is okay now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when we grew up, crying wasn't necessarily okay for boys, but yeah, you know, um, you, you know, and it's not that I don't think there's anything wrong with crying, but it's like, you know, I, I don't I don't cry very easily. It takes uh-huh. a lot. It really does take a lot, and like just the wave of emotions of all that work coming through and completing something, you know, and pushing my hardest. It it, it really it really meant something. Absolutely. So um, I finished that. I was super proud. I felt good about Vermont coming up. That was in five months. Train my ass off all summer. Get to Vermont. DNF again. <laughs> but I was very proud of myself. Still, I wasn't I wasn't um, upset because this year instead of or I should say last year instead of being taken off at mile 17 I made it to mile 24 yeah and I that's missed, a big, big difference and I missed the cutoff by 15 minutes wow so I didn't get swept yeah. you know I, I didn't I, you know in fact I saw the course that's 15 minutes yeah 
That's a, that's really 15 minutes that you were going to... That was a finish. You would have finished if you oh, made yeah. that cutoff. Yeah, I know. You would have finished. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I didn't Absolutely. know that. I didn't know how close you were. I knew how, I don't remember. I don't remember. I know you told me. But yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, so, if it, you know, and, and, you know, I, but, you know, I was proud of myself because I took... Last year, you I made seven be. more miles, and I, you know, like, that 15 minutes, that, that, that could have been, you know, anything. That could have been, you know, when I cramped in mile one. Yeah, man. You know that could have been the. Actually, I I, I, I had a, I had a heat stroke issue um, when I was when I was there because it was unreasonably hot there. It's normally not that hot in Vermont, and I was dressed a little warm. Uh, not because for the warmth, just because I, I like the gear that that I have. I wasn't dressed for like hot weather and you know kind of mess mess with me. But so that 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 could have been a finish, and I know and I know that if it was it was Alan again, if Alan had looked the other way and said, oh. Um, I didn't see anyone. You guys can go. Uh-huh. I know that I would have finished that course because uh-huh. normally once you're past the last cutoff, they'll let you finish as long as you're with. Like if you're on a death march at nine o'clock, they're taking you off. Uh-huh. But if you're like right by the bucket carry at nine o'clock, which is right at the end of the course, they're they're they're, hey. they're going to let you finish. And that's Look. that's a dog again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. Don't, go ahead. don't worry about it. Um, you know. We're new. We're starting off. You're you're getting the raw deal here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was super, I was super proud, you know. And keep going. So um, also, and you know, I was kind of content because of the progress I made. I and I, and I, I had planned to to not go back, um, because I I had planned to not go back that year, um, because well, my wife was pregnant, um. She had a miscarriage. Okay. So, in my opinion, I was going to be a new dad. I was yeah. going to be able to kind of just train and to go up there. So, yeah, man. I didn't, you know, I, I was like, I put to put it with peace. Um, but when the miscarriage happened, you know, she looked at me and said, you know, you want to go back. Wow. That's some woman so, right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, all That's right, well, awesome. I guess this is happening. So, I signed up for the Miami Marathon. I signed up for the Fort Lauderdale Marathon. Um, I did not sign up, though, for the Jersey Ultra again. No. You already did it. Well, it wasn't so much that I already did it; that there was something else I had on my mind, and it was the Dunes Fifty. Oh, that wait! Just you did. also you, you didn't say the Dallas. You did the Dallas. Oh yeah, piece. I forgot him. I forgot Come on, about buddy. Yeah. Well, good thing I got this guy to keep me straight, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we signed up for. We were talking about Dallas before Killington. Even um, I heard it. As, I heard it's a really fun ultra because it's it's flatter and you can get more running in, you know, um, and. I, I like Dallas. I've been to Dallas a couple times. It's, you know, I'm not going to say it's a cool city, but, you know, it's, it's it's a cool city. Like, it's fun. Well, it's not like New York or anything, you know. I got gotcha. you. You know, it's, it's, it, or, it's, it's, it was good food there, you know. People were really nice. Like, it was, I, I had, I had, I had a good time when I've been to Dallas for work. So, you know, and flights, I said, I said to my friends, I said, if flights are affordable, let's do it. We found flights on Southwest for a hundred bucks each way, you know, so, I had a coupon that, that we could sign up for um, with the Spartan really cheap, so I said, let's do it. So, how did that race go for you? It went great. Um, I finished uh, 11 hours, which is a little disappointing if you, if you think about it. Oh, well, it's a flat race, you finish in 11 hours. But it's not that disappointing um, in that it was crazy muddy out there. It had been raining all week. Yeah. So, like... A lot of the portions that were running portions, you couldn't really run on because you're in ankle deep mud. Yeah. You know, our friend, our friend Mario, he actually got second place in his age group, 
He hurt himself on that race. That's where he injured his foot, huh? No, he injured his foot at the fifty last uh, last year. But um, oh, okay. But he um he 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 re-injured something. I think he re-injured it, or he he did something. You know that he blames that mud that mud on. Really. Wow. So um. Yeah, so I did that, and um, that was that was great. You know, in eleven hours, I was still pretty happy with the time given given the conditions. Um. Then we had uh, let's see what what else. Um, so that was your second yeah, ultra marathon. That was my second ultra marathon. Um, all right. Then we signed. Then I signed up for um, Vista View three sixty. Forgot about that one. Yeah. And that was my first. Um, I guess you can call it a time marathon. Yeah. Where you basically have six hours and a loop, and you you run. You you just you run, you run for six hours. <laughs> so, um, my goal for that race was 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 at least a marathon distance because Vista View is a park that we have here. It's an old landfill. Um, <laughs> Luigi's chasing his dog right now. Um, it's it's an old it, it it's an old landfill, and um, they converted it into a into a park. You know, the, obviously, like all all the waste is. Is gone. Get off the couch. Um, <laughs> no studio yet, everyone. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> um, the uh, they converted the land the landfill into a park, and they have this loop that goes around the yeah, the, yeah. the landfill mountain. And um, and I say mountain because it's Florida, you know. There's a Florida mountain, baby. Yeah, yeah, Florida mountain, baby. And um, it's got some it's got some good inclines and declines, you know. Um, last year I think Mario made it 30 miles. You made it 30 miles. 29.74. Okay, well, I'm going to call it 30 miles and this, let this, this asshole talk bad about himself. Um, <laughs> be honest. Yeah, I, I know. Because um, you're going to see my honesty later when we talk about the dunes. But uh, <laughs> yep. I made it 27, you know, which is technically, I don't, see, this is me being honest. I don't, I know anything over 26.2 is, is an ultra marathon to me. It's like, well, barely an ultra marathon. You know, I don't give myself a lot of credit for that one. I give myself credit for forgetting it in a time with the trails, you know, and yeah. and you, being the uphills, it wasn't a flat run, but um, I don't give myself like, oh, I did an ultra marathon, and you know, ha, 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 an ultra marathon, or not, I barely made it, you know, so, I, I, like, in my eyes, you have to run at least a 50k for it to be an ultra marathon, I, but, and I know that's not a, I know I'm wrong, yeah. but that's just my brain. The big thing is, though, Alex, that you forget a lot, is that you're 225 pounds, <laughs> and that's... You're not supposed to be run, like an ultra marathon runner. You're right. So you're that's right. like not because they say like I think I don't know what the numbers are, but when you're going downhill at that weight, yeah. I mean not at that weight, but you're going downhill. It's I think it's like ten times your body weight. Yeah. On each leg. Yeah. Like when you're Makes getting sense. down, I mean that's huge. And then when you run, I don't know if it's uphill or just running. It's two times your body weight. Yeah. Hitting on each every time. I mean, come on, man. That's like. Oh, I'm, it's I'm, I'm very, I mean, look, I, I want to drop another 20 pounds. No, I know, you know but I'm just saying, like, give, you know. Even not, a 205, I know that's still I'm not lot. saying give yourself a break, but kind of yeah. give yourself a break. No, I, 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 you know, we're all hard on ourselves. And, you yeah. Know, I, I've talked about this with other people, and I don't remember if this made it on the last podcast. I don't made it on our first version of the Mario podcast. But, oh, yeah, well, but, that's uh, long gone. We're all very hard on ourselves, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, so like everyone, whenever you know, usually when you see someone, like, oh yeah, I did great. You know, deep down, it's like, you know, I could have, could have been better. You know, yeah. Like there's a guy at our gym, Ronald. Like he's, 
an incredible athlete. You know, I try to give him a compliment and say, you know, you're the athlete we all wish we were. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. And then I look at The Rock, <laughs> and I wish that I could, you know, be like The Rock. You know, I think Ronald's a better athlete than The Rock. Maybe. Just saying, nothing bad against The no, Rock. No, hey, come on. So that ex- exactly. I mean, that's it's, it's all perception, you know, and and we're all hard on ourselves, you know, and. We all want to be better, you know. Yeah. Even even the guy at the top is looking at someone else and trying to be better. Yeah, you know. Oh, of course, of course. So, um, but I mean, you completed the Vista view. Oh yeah. What would you say is like the turning, not the turning point, but like what made you want to keep going on the ultra distance? Well, again, it's it's finding, it's trying to find what I couldn't do. You know, I mean, in in a way. I kind of like a DNF because it lets me know what my what my wall is. You know, I like because in my eyes you can get past those walls. You know, whatever they are. Yeah. You know, and um, everyone's wall is different. You know, my like I think my, my wall right now is fifty miles because when I did the Dunes fifty in, um, a month ago, I mean that yeah that fucked me up. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. You know, and and I'm glad I found that wall. Yeah. You know, and um, like you you and Mario did a hundred. I don't know if. I'm capable of that. You don't know that. I don't. And I, I'm, I don't know that. Yeah, you I don't, don't know that now. But right now, it's it's out of reach. Right, this, like today. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that means it's forever out of reach, but today it is. And we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But we're all hard on ourselves, you know. Yeah. And, and that's I think why. I think that's the difference between someone like you and me and Mario mm-hmm. and you know and a lot of the people at our gym, and which, between people who like. They'll train for a 5K and go, all right, well, I'm done now. I can go, you know, eat shit and, you know, not take care of myself until I want to run this 5K again next year. And then I'll train for, for a couple months. And Yeah, that's know. a bad thing to do. Even though it's good that you're training for something, but you kind of want to, you want to maintain that yeah. fitness year-round. Exactly. And try to get better. Exactly. Other, yeah. other things and other training. And, and, I, and I never want to get comfortable. I never want to, I never want to get, like... All right, well, I'm I'm good. You know, I, I always want to find have a new wall. That's kind kind of why I got into triathlons. You know, because yeah. I don't I don't swim. I don't train swimming. I don't train biking. The only training I really do related to triathlons is running. You know, by the time you run after you bike twenty five miles and you swam a mile, you know your your legs are pretty shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty hard to run at that point. Yeah, but I, I like that. Yeah, you know. What about uh? So what do you got coming up? Well, what are you training for? My, the main thing I'm training. And how is your training going? Well, the main thing I'm training for is Ultra uh, Killington Ultra 2019. That's my main thing right now. But I got a couple of supplemental things coming up. Um, I'm, I just got asked. Well, not asked. I guess I got recruited to do a triathlon. Uh-huh. It's a sprint. It's not going to be a big one. I'm probably going to come to the gym afterwards. What's a sprint? A sprint is a 400 meter swim, so quarter mile swim, 10 mile bike ride. And a 5K. Okay. Three-mile run. So, you know, like, if if I, if I if this was Alex, you know, 190 pounds, just getting into obstacle course racing, that would be a lot. Mm-hmm. But Alex, who's, you know, done a lot more at this point, I ran, ran a Dunes 50, you know, two out of four Spartan Ultra Beasts completed, you know, um, I, I ran three marathons this year already, you know, and then one ultra marathon this year, you mm-hmm. know. And you did the... the well, I'm kind of counting as a marathon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I say it's three over, marathons. It's over a marathon. I know. You see how hard on myself. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, you know, um, that, you know, um, I, I've, I've done a lot of TS, so I'm training for that, you know, but I got, so I got the triathlon coming up. I got the dune, not the dunes, um, the down to run full moon 10 miler, which is a nighttime trail run 10 miles. Yeah. That's in a week, a week and a half. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. Um, yeah, really too bad yeah it is because they put on a great race anything DTR does is like I want to be there yeah um like just take my money <laughs> I don't need it Andre Ludi it's yours <laughs> don't listen to this <laughs> don't really take my money I need it so how about Andre did you hear he did the Keys 100 yeah out of fucking nowhere yeah he that's, finished it in like 21 hours see, that, or 20 hours and that's where I, that's where I would love to be he's yeah. always ready to go yeah like that's he, why he's always he's down to run no, like he, <laughs> he, 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 the way he explains it, like he woke up on Friday and he and someone said, "Hey, you want to do the Keys Hundred? He's like, "I don't know, I haven't thought about it." He always wanted to do it, though. He said, "Yeah, something." He's that, never had time. Yeah, and, and now he like, just hey, did it. Ludy, do we have anything going on? Ludy's his wife. Do we have anything going on? And you know, I guess she said she said no. And then um, somebody had asked, they want to go running in, in, in Jonathan Dickinson, where the dunes are. You want to go running out there? And he and he said. Um, he said, he said uh, yeah, sure, you know, I'm, I guess. And, you know, he's about, I'm kind of thinking about the, the Keys 100. I don't know. And then the person who asked said, well, I'll be your crew if you want. And he said, I guess, I guess I'm doing a Dunes 100. Wow. <laughs> or, I mean, the Keys 100. He signed did it. And that's just like that. Like, yeah, he did great. He wasn't training for it. He wasn't like. But that guy's always ready. Exactly. And, and I, I'd love to get to that point with him. He's marathons. a high-level ultramarathon. He is. He's insane. Very high. He'll get podiums or whatever ultramarathon he does. Yeah. So, um. So, I mean, t- what do you get? Twelfth overall, and he, play, he, he podiumed his age group. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's 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 just an incredible athlete. Like, I I can't imagine the work he's done to get to that point. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, I got I got I got doing a, a, a Spartan Super, which is a nine mile run with obstacles uh, in Colorado in July. Oh. And the next day, I'm doing a, the trail run, which is a, a half marathon trail run. Dude. And I'm debating. Signing up for the sprint as well. So this is this is basically all training for Vermont. exactly. That's gonna be that's gonna be like your peak. Yeah. So what, that's the thing. Like when, that weekend is huge for you, right? When people say like, "Oh, I'm training for this," like, well, I'm using this as training for that. You yeah. know, like I'm I, I'm not training for Killington. You know, I'm training for Killington, but Killington is in effect going to be training for something else. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's going to be training for the Dunes 50 next year. Yeah. It's going to be training for. And a lot of times it's it's not even it, yes it's physical training but a lot of times it gives you it's confidence and it's yeah. amazing what just some confidence can do for somebody yeah like you say okay my training like when you get to the, your peak of like your training program and you're at like let's say you're doing a fifty and you complete a thirty mile race and you feel good you're like oh man I feel great you know this fifty I, you have so much more confidence going into something like that or, yeah. You know, Absolutely. really, and, and like what you're doing, going to Colorado, doing back-to-back days in Colorado mountains, that's a big training weekend for yeah. you, and that's going to give you a huge confidence boost for killing. Yeah, and like when we do uh, the, the okay, so in, in I guess the two weeks when we do the dunes, uh, the dunes, not the dunes, I keep calling the dunes because it's in Jonathan, it's in the same spot, uh, and Jonathan Dickinson to me is the dunes. Like yeah. I know there's other trails, but it just is the dunes for me. So, um, in a uh, we're going, you know, that day, Mario and I are already committed to making that a crazy training day. So we're going to wake up early. We're going to go to Vista. We're probably going to do hill climbs. Then we're going to go to ATP and do a Spartan workout. Uh, we might do a bike ride afterwards. I mean, we're, we're really trying to make it a, a tough day. And, and it's it's not because we don't want to do well at the 10-miler. At the, the it's that 
the 10 miler really is in effect training for something else and you know like Mario's not worried about podiuming He's, he wants to do better at, at Killington he, like last year he finished he was the only one to finish Killington last year he did it in 14 uh, 15 yeah so he wants to probably get closer to 10 hours this time you know yeah. which is, is so it's we have to kill ourselves and do these crazy stuff to get to that point yeah you know yeah you gotta you're just training your legs to get ready for the mountains yeah exactly that's what it is and unfortunately we're at a disadvantage in Florida exactly a big disadvantage in mountain races yeah so we have to we have to mimic it time on our feet whatever way we can exactly like we gotta get creative same with doing like any ultra marathons you gotta yeah. get creative sometimes especially when you got full time jobs and you got yeah. kids and businesses so you gotta do weird shit to yep. get, <laughs> to <do>. get ready <laughs> And that's the thing. Doing workouts, holding my son and shit. Every year I've learned a little bit more about what I have to do. Yeah. You know, and and it's like, you know, if I lived out in like, well, let's just say I lived in in North Carolina, I could, I could drive out, you know, twice a month to Asheville and go run the mountains out there, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, like, but I can't do that here. Like I have, I have, I have a landfill. That's my mountain. (laughs) And so last year we would go and I would do three, sometimes a little bit more miles just Walking, well, I shouldn't say walking, but running up and down that hill, mm-hmm. you know, and it still can't even. It doesn't do the same thing. No, it doesn't. It's not constant. You're coming back down so quickly. Exactly. You're never getting that. So, you're so, going like 150 yards up. Exactly. And then you're done. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I have, I have some, you know, like this year I'm running a lot more than I was last year. Um, I was making my big training days on Saturday. My, my training days are still on Saturday. My big ones, but. I'm trying to run five miles every morning. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been consistent on my running since the dunes because that really messed my feet up. Yeah, um, I had a bad blister and like, you know, it hurt to run for a while. Uh, you know, running running in the sand once a week now. We just discovered that last week. Well, we've always ran in the sand, but now you want to do it as a regular. thing. Yeah, I want to do it as a regular thing because I realize how beneficial. Like you hear about these things, but until you do them. You don't see how beneficial. Like you, I, me, I have to see it. Yeah. You know, so you can say run in the sand. I'm like, yeah, but I also got to do this. I got to do that. You know, so okay, whatever. Now I finally make time time for running in the sand. Like I have to run in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> Should I listen to this guy? You yeah. know what he's talking about. But um, yeah, it's 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 it never ends. You know, and after Killington, you know, after I finally get my buckle, you know, I'm I'm I'll probably be be soft training for the beast. You know, I, I won't be as intense, but I got a Florida beast then. You know, and then I'll have the Miami Marathon and I'll have the Dunes Fifty. You're doing all that shit again, huh? Absolutely. Miami Marathon and I already signed up for the Miami Marathon because it was eighty dollars. Eighty dollars oh, wow. for a freaking marathon I don't if know. you sign up there. Like, wow. if you, like at the expo. Oh wow, back. really? How much is it normally? I guess it's like one fifty. Oh, okay. Eighty dollars. A lot of money. Yeah. So that's the thing. I try and save money where I can. Like I'm not rich, yeah. but I, you know, I volunteer at Spartan. That's why I pay for all my Spartan races. I haven't paid for a Spartan full price in a long time because I have so many volunteer codes. You know. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and that's that's what you have to do. You know, you have to find a way. If you if you want it, it's it's running is interesting. I think running is the most expensive free sport there is. Right. It is. You know. Well, triathlon is pretty expensive, but it's not a free sport. It's not. You're right. No, because bike. You yeah, know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> bike still costs money. Like even if you get the cheap, I got the cheapest bike I could find for triathlons, just just so I could do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I and I, like I for anyone who doesn't understand, like I don't care where I place. Yeah. You know? and especially especially since my dad died, I realized that, that that's all in concept. That doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is how did I do relative to myself. 
Yeah. You know? And, yeah, we get lost in that a lot. Yeah, so people get, you know, I put only place fifth in my age group, you know, you know, like, well, how did you do relative to yourself? Because yeah, did you do better than last year? Yeah, if last year you ran a 5K and, and you and you did, you know, 23 minutes, and this year you ran 20, you know, 21.45, even if you got fifth, that's a crazy improvement. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I don't I don't care about the other people. They're They're... They're nobody's to me. <laughs> yeah, you worry about yourself and everything yeah. else will fall into place, whatever exactly. that may be. It's and the truth. Like Luigi said, I'm 225. I'm never going to be the fastest guy. I'm never going to be, you know, um, you, you know Ryan Atkins. Or he's a Spartan guy who runs insanely fast. Hunter McIntyre, another one. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be these guys. I'm going to be me. And I'm going to do the best I can do for me because what they do doesn't matter. Yeah. Just me getting out there and finishing the Ultra. Even if I finish at the Ultra Beast and... You know, fifteen oh one, which is the cut. Fifteen hours is the cutoff. So if they let me, if I get to the end point at fifteen hours, and they let me go an extra half hour and finish. Like, I still finish. That's, yeah, that's man. That's all I care that's about. Still huge. Because if like, you look at the DNF rate on an ultra beast, yeah, especially any, a mountain any, race on any ultra marathon, you look at a DNF rate, and it's usually a lot of people DNF. Yeah. When there's time cutoffs. So like a DNF is a do not finish. By the way, do did not finish. And like even even the ultra the the dunes fifty like I finished um, seventeen fifty two and the official cutoff was fifteen hours yeah and um you know I yeah so I so what I got was an unofficial time and I always give that caveat and people are like yeah but you still ran fifty miles yeah and I'm like yeah I, I and you're right I did and I'm very I'm very proud of that you know and you know I I'm very happy that I've come this far that I could even travel 50 miles, you know, because I mean, let's be honest, I'm not running straight 50 miles. No one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not many I'm not, I'm not Andre Chavez. <laughs> yeah, not many people run 50 miles straight. Um, you know, there were definitely walk breaks and aid station breaks, but I still finished. I still did it. Yeah. You know, and I know that, and actually, and I know for a fact because there are people that this happened to, it got so hot that day that they quit. Yeah. They they, they said, I can't do this. My body, I, I'm not cut out for this. They a quit. lot of people do. And that wasn't me. And that, that knowing that I stuck through it. Like that's more valuable to me than okay. I didn't. I didn't get an. I didn't get an official time. So up, but I still finished. Yeah, I still did it. It's huge. And that's why I don't care about other people on the course. No, I mean I care about them. And hey, I want you to do good. But no, yeah. You want to pass me? Go right ahead, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not racing. I'm running. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. You're doing your own thing. Yeah. And that's what people have to. And that's why I wanted to talk to you and get you on here because you have a story where you've only. What, when did you start exercising, like, realistically? Um, after Memorial Day weekend 2012. That's when you started exercising? I'm sorry, 2011. My my wife and I, I you had were, a client in Los Angeles. Yeah. And my I was my fattest I've ever been. None of my suits fit. And um, I had to go for a site visit. And it was Memorial Day weekend. So I said, I said to, hey, to my wife, hey, Zita, why don't you come out for the weekend? We'll spend the weekend in L.A., and she agreed. So with all the health issues I've been having up to that point, I decided this is going to be our last weekend. Like our last weekend eating like shit, uh-huh. eating like, you know, and we can just be, be be free. But after that, it's buckling down and that's what I did. Wow. You know, so I remember, I remember, I remember very clearly, like it was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is my last burrito, you know. Yeah. But it was... This is, you know, yeah, I'm not going to have one of these for a while. Yeah, I'm not going to have anything like this for a while. And, you know, I, I, eat, I eat good now, but... But you've never, like, were, played sports when you were younger and never... I did. Oh, you did? I played baseball. Oh, okay. You know, but, um... And it's funny, because I played baseball up to high school. And, uh-huh. like, 
after when I stopped playing baseball is really when I started to gain weight. Really? Yeah. And um, and I took it, believe it or not, I took it all off. I got down to 220 uh, when I was 20, or 19. Oh, okay. Um, I got, I, I joined a gym and I would rollerblade to the gym every day. Rollerblades? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. With a little backpack <laughs> with my shoes on. Hey, you know what? I don't hey, care. man, I rollerbladed too. I don't care what people say. It's a great workout, and I wish I did it more. I love rollerblading, and I miss it. Yes, and yes, the hardest thing about rollerblading was telling my parents I'm gay, all right? So screw off. <laughs> you better get some rollerblades. I have them. We gotta get... I still have them. Dude. I want to I wanna grease up the bearings and go, but I'm always training for a fucking ultra, so I never have time. But I'll go rollerblading at the beach. I'll get my headband on. Ultra marathon rollerblading. My, I'll get my short shorts on, my, ultra, my headband, my, my tank top, my high socks. Dude, how funny would that be if we all went on the street and started rollerblading again? <laughs> but, uh, we'll shoot ultra-distance rollerblading. Anyway, go ahead. Finish I'm what you're saying. Yeah, and so, um, and I, and I, I, I swear to God, I made love to the fucking elliptical machine every day. I, I would go there, and I, I, I had a great job where I worked from 4 to 11. This was in high school? No, this is after high school. Okay. I had a job where I worked 4 to 11, um, Saturday, uh, Saturday through Thursday. So I'd skate to the gym, and I would be on the elliptical for an hour. And I do like some really basic weight, like I, I don't even want to call it weightlifting. I would basically use the machines wrongly, is what I'm going to say. Okay. And uh, and um, I lo- and I, I I took down a lot of weight, you know, and I but I was weak. Like I couldn't do a pull up, you know. I I couldn't even do a single pull up. I couldn't. I didn't even know what I could bench because I was afraid to go to the weight room because those guys were huge. Uh-huh. And um and I showed up to the gym every day in an undershirt and sweatpants. I mean that's you know that was that guy and um. And I had a car accident. Um, that's what caused my back issues. That I that that's what caused a herniated disc. You didn't say that. Well, I mean, I we, we didn't go that that far back. This is two thousand one, um, and I gained all the weight back. Wow. So, okay, I didn't know that. That's what caused the back. I thought the back issues happened from training. Oh no, no, they they happened because of that car accident. And I was in chiropractic care, for, and nobody diagnosed it, you know, as a um, as a herniated disc until I started having, you know, until I injured it again. And I was at the point where oh, I couldn't wow. walk. Wow. I mean, I would, I would come into work and, like, I'd basically crawl. I, security gave me a, a handicap pass just, just to use at work. Whoa. Because I just, I, they saw me walking and the doctor was like, yeah, he needs something because he's fucked up. <laughs> Damn, man. So how'd you get better? Well, the cortisone shots, and you know, helped. No um, but shit, I, really. So I, I, I think we, I, I ta- said I want to talk about this, but I, I glaze over it, um, you know, when I lost all my weight, again, <laughs> I was weak. And I was doing P90X, so I had some muscle definition, but I, like, if I look, when I look at pictures of myself then, like, I just had no muscle. Yeah. You know, I, it was like, I think it was definition from just being low body fat percentage. I was like, I think when I did a body fat thing, I was like 12% or something. Okay. Wow. Even though I still had a gut, so, you know, I still have a, you know, I still had a gut and I was uh-huh. 12% body fat. Um... And you look at me now, my shoulders are a lot bigger, my forearms are a lot bigger, my, my biceps are bigger, you know, and that's what win races, we all know that. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, I, you know, I started, I, yeah, so started weightlifting, and I, could, I couldn't even bench press 135. You know, I, yeah, yeah. Well. I got on the bench, and I'm like, all right, well, 135 is basic, right? That's what I read. And I got on the bench, I had no spotter, and I just lift the bar, bloop! <laughs> yeah, if you never benched before, shit. I didn't know, you know, I, I figure I'm a good sized guy should be able to that do don't this mean shit man yeah well I got, I got humbled real quickly when I, I'm in a, I'm in an LA fitness in Springfield Massachusetts 
and I'm in a client site, and I'm roll, doing the roll of shame with the bar off me, and I felt like such a oh fucking loser. Um, yeah, I had some humble pie that day, but um, I can now 135 is pretty easy for me. But uh, yeah, well, you exercise. Yeah, exactly. And I lift weights, but what really I think fixed the injury, and everyone thinks I'm crazy when I say this is deadlifting. Yeah. Because once I got good form, you know, the deadlift really hits that. Those lower, not not just your lower back muscles, but your hamstrings, your glutes. You do a deadlift right, like we were talking about before. Good yeah. form, man. Yeah, the, I think strength training is the, the lats, the low, you know, head, so everything, the core. I mean, the, de- the deadlift is like a total body workout. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, because now I deadlift. Um, I don't even know what my max is right now, but my max I've ever done was like three fifty, which uh-huh. isn't amazing or anything, you know. But yeah. It's that's not terrible. No. Um. And I I can still deadlift two eighty five for reps. Uh-huh. Um, so, I think doing that and strengthening all those supporting muscles, you know, like yeah, man. You know, the glutes, you know, because now, like, I, I, I think the other day I had, like, a little cramp in my back, and it went away a couple hours later. And I know, and I know from experience that cramp five years ago would have put me out, would have put me out. Really? Well, it's 2019, so that cramp seven years ago <laughs> would have put me out for a week. No shit. And it, and it used to be my back would be fine, and it's before lifting, my back would be absolutely fine. I wasn't even doing any crazy insanity. I might have just been doing some running. And I'd wake up and I go, uh oh, two weeks and I'm barely walking. Wow. Wow. Damn man. Yeah, it's it's been a journey. Dude, it's been a long journey and you fucking did awesome and you're here now and you're still going strong. I, I don't I don't ever intend on quitting. No you know? man, that's awesome. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. Because you inspire me, and you inspire a lot of people. So uh, well, I'm glad you say that. I don't feel like I do, but hey, man, <laughs> you have you have a cool story, and we only touched on the surface of it. Yeah. Next time you're on here, we're going to go in detail. Oh. And we'll talk some more shit. Yeah, yeah. Good with that. We'll have a good time, man. And uh, thanks for coming here. Anytime. I appreciate you coming here, coming to the house, dealing with the mosquitoes, dealing with the dog. Well, I'll, I'll call you. Uh, I'll call you up tomorrow when I'm itching myself all over my body. Cause I'm wearing a tank top and shorts. Myself, under, yeah. itching. Scratching, itching. <laughs> I'm gonna breathe through my mouth. <laughs> no, you better breathe through your nose, motherfucker. <laughs> Luigi wants us all breathing through our nose now, so I'm gonna call him. <sighs> You're a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> I'm gonna mouth breathe out of him and say, "I'm itching my mosquitoes, you jackass. We couldn't do this inside." Oh my god. Well, thank you, thank you, Bob. That's no, my I pleasure. It, man. I, I'm 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 honored that you would have me on and oh, care about it. my story because. Thank you, man. Hopefully, this becomes something. You know, this this whole podcast thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep working at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's it. Whatever you need help with, you know, I'm here. Thank you. Well, everybody, that was Alex Winkler, ultra marathon runner, former fat guy, now a professional ass kicker, <laughs> taking names <laughs> and kicking ass. Thank you guys for listening. We're coming out of the Casa de Rotundi for this podcast. Out on the patio with a new couch. Rucker fucking up my fence. <laughs> uh, atomic Training and Performance representing. And uh, straight out of Fort Lauderdale, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.